0: the podcast, number 43, 16th of May, 2017, people, can you believe the time is flying? Um, Random podcast, me, Marques, how's it going tip top of the afternoon to you? I've been slacking on the podcast, but we're back again, I had a very unfortunate incident just now shared an elevator with my neighbor, and he had horrendous breath, walked into the elevator, and it was just a stink, a bad-smelling place to be. And when I walked out of the elevator, I felt I took a, a gulp of his own bad breath. So now I've had four showers And still the smell will linger for life. It's one thing, if I first time I ever meet you and you have bad breath, I'll never speak to you again. And I'll also remember for
1: life that you have had bad
0: breath. That'll be my everlasting thought. I remember I met a girl once, ages ago. Who I thought was very hot. And then I met her. And Jesus Christ, her breath stunk like no other. And I never spoke to her again. But every day since I think, I think about her bad breath. She went from an eight to a two like that. Just like that. How she dipped and fell away into the abyss. I was actually talking to my buddy. And he was saying that he thinks the hottest thing in a girl is if she is good breath. And he's like, by far the hottest. I think that's how he described it. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far myself, but I would say the opposite. The worst thing ever is a girl with bad breath. There's no recovering. No recovering at all. I remember I was at uh This girl before was like, oh, you should come to this seminar thing I do. I think you'd really like it. It'd benefit you. I don't know how she talked me into it. So I was like, all right, I'll go for a look. So I drove out to the airport to this business park. And uh, I go in and the whole thing felt like Fight Club, that final scene. It was just all these tall buildings. No signs or anything, but it was all lit up. It looked like it was a business park. So I find this place. It's called Landmark Education. I've no clue what this place is. So I go in. I'm like, oh, I'm here for the seminar or something. I don't know. It was like a Monday night. I had nothing to do. All these people, they were all like good-looking people all dressed like Abercrombie Finch models, all smiling, perfect smiles. They're like, oh, hey, come on in. What's your name? I was giving them a false name because I was like, okay, these people seem weird. What is landmark education? I should have Googled it. But I didn't. I just drove there. Anyway, they, they take me into this building They take me down levels. I get into an elevator. The guy is smiling. Everyone's happy. It's a cult. I can just feel it. We go down. I don't know how many floors. They take us through like double doors and hallways and more double doors. We keep meeting more smiling, deranged looking, beautiful people. They take me to another door. They ask me my name. I give them another false name. They give me a name tag. I walk into the seminar. It's just a room full of people. And it's like that, uh do you know that scene in Magnolia, is it? Where Tom Cruise is like a sex motivator or something like that. And he's just in the front and he's going all crazy. It's like that, but it was more like life motivating. This Australian woman can look like a bird, bit like Ellen and me and Big Bird all mixed together. Tall, spiky hair. She's just telling people that their lives are crap. She's asking people who's happy. So people are saying, I'm happy. She's then telling them why they're not happy. She did a thing. I can't fully remember. I wrote it down. My brain's brutal. Uh, That's why I should write more stuff down to be true. So I can remember what actually happened. She did like a circle and um, she drew a circle on that so like all it was full of people. And what it was is they wanted to their lives weren't going as planned, so it was a load of like Hollywood actors, good looking people, hitting their forties. They hadn't made it yet, they were desperate. Then there was a load of just other random people. But there were a lot of actors there, a lot of Hollywood. I came out here to follow my dreams and it's not happening, so time for me to join a cult, that kind of thing. No doubt I'll be doing it soon. Uh, When I realize, oh, well, my dreams have failed. They've failed on me. Can't really see the exit signs. Uh, She draws on the board a circle. And then she draws through the circle something like a... Just a line through the circle. And she's like... The bottom half of the circle... That's what you think is happy. So if you're happy, you're only thinking you're happy. She's like, what about this top part of the circle where you don't even realize happiness lies there also? It's just like, what? If you're happy, you're happy. You're trying to make them unhappy so you can get them to buy more seminars. And it's like, everyone's like, oh, I thought I was happy. But now you say it like that,
1: maybe I don't
0: know what happiness is. And there's already, most people aren't happy there. They're like crying and stuff. Then they're getting like, I can't even remember. It was all chaotic. I'm like, what am I doing here? But it was still interesting. So I was happy I went. I was happy I went. But then they had people like stand up. And this girl, she was like a kind of an overweight Asian woman. She had brought her whole family and then she was like, "I want to talk," so they let her speak. And uh, she started saying, "She just she like kept crying, saying that she was not happy." And oh, she brought her boyfriend or something. She brought her boyfriend, her sisters, her dad, her mom. Uh, and she brought. She was like, "To her boyfriend, or her ex. The
1: first time you dumped me." I said, never again. The second time you dumped me, I said, that's it. The third time you dumped me, I said, I would not take this anymore. So I invited you here tonight just to let you know, I don't need you in my life. I don't need you. I don't need
0: you. Something along those lines. I felt bad to do was just sitting there going, oh God, why did I agree to come to this? And the girl's like, my life was a mess,
1: but now, thanks to the endless courses I've taken with Landmark Education and all the money I've paid them, look at me, I'm doing well with my life.
0: And she's just like on the verge of a nervous breakdown, but her sisters are there and her mom or something, and she's like, my dad doesn't think this is good for us, and the dad's just sitting there with his arms crossed, and he's just like, yeah, you're spending all my money on this horse gibber and she's like but look at me and my mom and everyone's just clapping except for the dad and the boyfriend and all these lucid losers are in the audience clapping saying good for you and then the bird head woman is like you see what uh, if you join up for l- I, I didn't realize it was an initiation uh, seminar so they were basically the girl that asked me to go to it uh, was trying to get me to sign on. She obviously thought I was a loser who could be easily swayed. She is writing both accounts, but I'm not go- I'm also a frugal, easily swayed loser, so I'm not going to spend a lot of money on a load of crap. So then they're like, okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, who's ready to sign up? Because you know, look what this has done for her life. Can you not see this woman on the verge of melting into tears and screams? Is living her best life? So sign up now. So then they take a break. So then they go look for the girl that invited me. Can't find her, but there's a load of hot women. Like, stupidly high amount of hot women. There's maybe, I don't know, 200 or 300 in the room. I'm crap at gauging numbers. There's a load of hot women. So all these hot women that I think are in the audience are coming up. Chatting to me. And they're just like, oh hey, what you think? This is kinda cool, isn't it? This is kinda cool.
1: I think this is kinda cool?
0: And I'm like, eh, it's a bit crazy to be honest. They're like, ah, oh, this is kinda cool. I think I'm gonna sign up. It's only five hundred dollars. If you sign up now, it's only five hundred. You have to pay much more for many more levels, but this is only five hundred dollars. And I'm just like, eh. No, I don't think I'll be signing up for this crap. But they're so hot, I'm just like, all right, let's chat. Like, they're beautiful. Um, so we're just chatting, and the break is over. I sit at a different spot. Now I'm flanked by, like, two hot women who are pretending to be in the audience, but clearly bait are bait uh, or they're working for the crowd. So they do the same thing again. They're going around and she's like,
1: you're not happy. You think you're happy, but you're not happy.
0: This woman's just screaming at people. And she's like, who hasn't signed up? And everyone's hands go up. Who hasn't signed up? And then there's a guy in the front row. Oh, it was such a plant. They're so dumb. Guy in the front row was like, she, gave him the, she was like, why haven't you not signed up, John? And John was like, I really do want to sign up, but financially, I'm struggling at the moment. Gee golly whiz, I would give anything to sign me up, because I know this can change my life. And then behind John was this older dude, also a plant, and he was like, hey, John, we've never met before, correct? John was like, we sure haven't, Joe. And then Joe was like, shh, I didn't tell you my name yet. And John was like, oh, sorry. But then Joe's like, well, my name is Joe, and uh, I can tell you you're you're a young man with a promising future. So what I'm going to do, Joe, John, sorry, I'm Joe, you're John, is uh, I'm going to sign you up. I'm going to give you this money, because I know how important this is. The two of them look around, nodding. This is important for life. And then all these dopes in the crowd are like, oh my god, John and Joe, they never even met. This is amazing. Round of applause. So now everyone's clapping. They sign up. The woman is just like, wow. You see what
1: happens, guys? You see what this kind of life is?
0: Here we got John and Joe. They've never met, correct? You've never met John and Joe? John and Joe's never met. And uh, they're like, no, we never met. And he's like, he's just going to do that for you. Wow, wow. Can you give him a round of applause, guys? Give them a round of applause. And all the clowns applause once more. So then they're all applauding. Birdhead. Oh, then Birdhead does another circle on the board. And she's like, this time she splits it down the middle. She's like. On the left are all the problems we know we have. Like, you, are we? Do we not want to get more in our lives? Could we not make more money, live in a nicer house, eat at
1: better restaurants, fix our pro- family problems, become better people? These are just problems we know we have. But on the right, what about
0: all the problems we don't even know we have? Wouldn't we like to fix those too? And everyone's just like, "Yeah, I had to fix those problems. I don't even know I have either." And I'm like, "Are you nuts? You're just making up extra problems on top of these other problems." So now you got more problems, and everyone's like,
1: uh, "Yeah, I really want to fix all these other problems too."
0: So now they take another break. They're like, "Okay, guys, another chance to sign up. Not going to get many more chances." so i'm just standing around there's like water or some crap like that and just having some water now there's like four of these models actresses just look unreal looking flanking me are you happy with your life and i'm like yeah i am and then they shake their head and they tell me no you're not and i'm like okay they ask me oh where are you failing in life So I'm just laughing and I'm looking at their fake boobs, you know, dodging. Then a couple of actor dudes come over. These are meant to be the cool kind of Johnny Depp-looking guys. Tell me how uh, Landmark has changed their lives. And I'm like, how exactly has it changed it for the better? But they don't really give me specifics. But they tell me that they wouldn't be here and they wouldn't be happy, so I better sign up if I want to be happy in here. And I'm like, eh, no. And then I go over to this other table where there's, like, some finger grapes and stuff. And I just finger the grapes and I put them back. I don't need them. But I'm like, eh, let's have these grapes grubby for someone else. And this really hot girl comes over. Sandy, I think was her name. And she's like, hey, hey, uh, you should meet Alan. And Alan's this frumpy-looking dude. And I'm like, is Alan their closer to try and get me to sign up? Um... And then somehow Alan has me like pinned between a table. He's got me in a corner. So I can't actually get out of it unless I just push him away. And Alan, and this is the point of my story, has the worst breath I've ever smelt in my dear life. And he's just like, he just stinks of fish. I still remember how bad his breath, it was just all-insuming. Just washing over me and he's just like hey man you gotta just take over your charge of your life you gotta sign it right now you're not gonna get a better chance and I'm dizzy at this point because I haven't eaten grapes and I haven't eaten there's no fresh air and I'm on an empty stomach and I'm feeling kind of sick and Alan is dream boy. me, and he keeps saying, sign up, sign up, just sign up, not next time, not tomorrow, No, sign up now, right now, sign up, sign up, this is the best choice you'll ever be forced to make, sign up. And I'm on my last legs, and I'm just like, if I sign up, will you let me out of this corner? And he says, of course, <laughs> laughing as Alan the creep laughs, and at a point, he turned around, he gave some of the thumbs up, as in, I got him, and there was a little gap when he turned around, and I just dodged away but his bad breath almost made me sign up for the bloody landmark education but then i didn't fully get away because him and another girl that girl sandy this is the they're like it's almost over just stay till the end and i'm like i can't even see where the exit sign is so i suppose i will so i'm just waiting till the end and the birdhead is going around again. She's asking people, like, who hasn't signed up? Who hasn't signed up? And everyone seems to have signed up except for me. No one's hand is up except Sandy and Alan, both grab my hands. And each, I decided to me and they put it up. So my hands are in the air now, like a V. And the birdhead spots me. And she's like, You, why haven't you signed up yet? It's only $500. Are you happy in life? And I let my hands drop. And I'm like, yeah, I'm happy. Burt Head is like, are you living in your dream home? And I'm like, I like where I live. And she goes, are you making billions a year? And I'm like, ah, who needs billions? I need billions, but I'm not going to tell her that. And she's like, are you telling me you're driving your dream car? If you had a billion dollars, would you drive the car you're driving right now? And I'm just like, oh yeah, I don't mind the carrots, grand. She's just like rattling. How's your relationship with your family? It's very good. So you're telling me there's nothing wrong with you right now. There has to be a problem. What is your problem? Come on, just sign up. And I was like, I do have one problem. I need the bathroom. So i got to go to the bathroom. And that's when I made my cue to get up. And I started backing away for Tear Life. Found an emergency and then I ran up the elevator into the lift and up the stairs and down hallways and out the door. And I got into my car. I think when I got in my car, it was like, is a bomb going to go off when I turn this ignition? But it didn't. Then when I was driving home, I did start to think, is this my dream car? Am I driving home to my dream home? Is my life the greatest. Surely $500 is a, a good deal to see if I can get the greatest life of my life. And maybe then after that, I'll only have to do 10 to 20 more courses, each varying between $500 to $1,000. But once I get to the end of that golden golden path, surely then I'll be living the best life ever. Maybe I do need landmark. Maybe I'm not actually happy at all. But then I got home, had a cup of tea, everything was grand. That was a rambling tale, all stemming from bad breath in the elevator. I never did go back to landmark education. I did write an article about it, though, and they threatened to sue me and the newspaper. It's funny, one of the things, if you Google, is landmark education a cult? Or no, if you just Google landmark education, I think, the first thing that comes up is, we are not a cult. Which sounds pretty culty to me To be true, to be true Um. So yeah, that's fun Bad breath, are you happy? I also realised the other day Well I realised it before, but the other night again The quickest way to make someone in LA sad Is to ask them, are they happy? chat to a girl I thought she was doing well in life On the surface, the Instagram work, movies, everything seemed to be golden. And I was like, oh, you're dominating. Jesus, are you happy? And the sadness that washed over, the tears in the eyes made her cry with such a simple question. I then kept speaking and rambled and said goodbye. That's what I like to do, pop into audiences or crowds or people make them feel sad and then immediately leave that's my forte in life Another forte I seem to have is getting asked for threesomes with a guy and a girl I really want to be a cock I love the word cock at the moment for some reason like a cock not sure what it is fully some dude who has to have his watch his wife have sex with other men I don't know, I just think it's a funny word Cock Hello, I'm a cock Hey, what's cocking? What the cock? I like the word cock But I don't like the fact that so many dudes keep asking me And women actually People just keep asking me Hey, have you ever had treat with a guy and a girl? I was in an Uber uh, I took an Uber pool, I think it was last week didn't realize it was no an Pool. And I was in the back, and there's a Chinese woman was like, Oh, we got to pick up someone else. I'm like, all right, cool. You want water? And I was like, No, thanks. I think her name was Meow. So then this couple get in, and they're like, they're just visiting from Minnesota or something. The girl in the front's asking me about. Where I'm from and all this She's like, oh my god, I love your accent Can we take him home? She says to her boyfriend in the back They were thinking of moving here uh, She then asks me, do I know The guy from one direction I oddly was kind of boozing with him the week before Even though I didn't know him It was him I was boozing at Barney's, and a friend of a friend was like, oh, you should meet uh, this guy, he's Irish too. And usually I'm like, nah, I'm cool, because they're not usually Irish. But then they met him, and he was Irish. And then I was chatting, like, oh, yeah, so what are you doing out here? And then they were kind of looking at me, like, oh, you should know who he is. He's in the biggest bi-band ever. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't want you wearing a hat. Hats are very, I can see why famous people wear hats, because they do hide stuff well, they also hide, if a girl's wearing a hat, I saw a girl on Saturday night wearing a hat and for the life of me I could not figure out for ages is she good looking, or is she hiding it under a hat I saw her outside after and the answer was no not particularly, the hat had done her well, fair play to the hat hats off to the hat, hats off as they say hats off to hats uh so then she was like, oh, do you know, that guy from One Direction, Niall, I love him. And I was like, no, I was boozing with him the other night right there. And then she just turned around and was like, oh, my God, are you a celebrity? And I just looked at her right in the face and I said, I certainly am. I certainly am. And then she turned around to her boyfriend. She was like, please, we should take him back to the hotel. I'm just sitting there like, I, I'm sitting here, I can hear you. And then he, who I hadn't really spoken to or looked at, was like, hey, you want to come back to our hotel with us? We'll definitely show you a good time. And I'm just like, what? And then I looked at him and I was like, oh, this dude's like 100% gay. I don't think his girlfriend knows, but after we were living in West Hollywood, I can now sense who's gay and who's not. He also had very narrow waxed eyebrows which wasn't helping his cause but uh i was like no i'm good and she's like please i promise you'll have a fun time with us and then meow is in the front and she's just like you want mint you want water and I'm just like, oh, I I, I wouldn't mind the mint, actually, meow, because you know how important good breath is to me. Just rambling out words. And the guy is in the back with me, and he's like trying to put his hand on my knee, saying, hey, come on, man, come on back. We're only in town for a couple of nights. Come on. And then meow said, ah, oh, here you go. And I got out. It wasn't even my stop, but boy, did I get out. So that was Monday. Uber pool threesome. Couple from Minnesota. Not attractive. Not into it. Apologies. Still give me five stars because she gave me some mints. Get me fresh. Get me dancing. And then the next night I met a girl. She gave me her number. Like almost her first text was like, Hey, so nice to meet you. Uh, ever have a threesome? With a guy and a girl. And I'm just like what? What is going on? Why on earth is this actually going on? Why? What is this? What is it about my look? Do I look like someone who's into that? Because if I do. It's not what I'm trying to put off. uh. Not in the slightest. uh. So that's been good. I jokingly wanted to become a cock. I know guys keep wanting me to do the opposite. They want me to be the guy who's with their wives. Um, I did have another guy as well, like the week before, came up to me at a gig, and he was like, hey, remember me? I'm like, no. He's like, ah, well, I wanted you to sleep with my wife. Like, ah... There's been so many recently, but no, but okay. See you later, boss. I'll take that as a no, and uh, goodbye. I don't remember you, and I don't really want to. Yeah, uh, what else has been going on? What else has been going on? Nice thing about living. I'm just going to read out some tweets to remember my brain nice thing about living in Weeho is that now when I see an older man in good shape, I think that's a silver-haired daddy. So that's nice. That's where my brain is now at. Shout out to WeHo for changing meanings of words like daddy, tops, bottoms, power, foxes, crack. Oh, I keep ending up on cr- Jesus. Once again, why do I have the same stories? Crack. Cock-holes. Uh Before I, t- this girl also told me today. She was like, "Oh, I just had a dream about you," and I was like, "Oh yeah, what kind?" She was like, "Oh, you are having sex in the pool with two guys." It's like okay. That's nice. Good dream. Good work by the brain and all that. I also walked past a guy on Sunset in West Hollywood one night, and he was holding a vigil for a dead mouse. Walking by, and he was on his knee. He was on one knee, and there was a girl next to him praying. And this guy was like saying a prayer. And I looked down, and there was like a dead mouse on the ground. And then he held his hand up to me to be like, "Hey, be careful." And I just stopped. And he was like, "Will you join us in a prayer?" And I'm like, "Is this some dumb prank?" And I looked around. And I was like, Are "You serious?" And he was like, "Yeah, man. It's a mouse." As as if they're like, oh, show some respect. And I didn't. I just kept walking. Because that's how I roll. Don't hold vigils for dead mice, unfortunately. That's why they call me a barbarian. Um, What was I saying? Oh, crack. I don't know if that's actually cracked, though. So, like, on... Friday night I had a lot of gigs working a load went to some after party after one of them wasn't great started dying out got invited to another party afterwards everyone seemed cool I was like alright cool so I go to this place nice apartment just like some everyone's respectable seems fine someone hands me a fresh little bottle of champagne I'm like alright party on as they say
1: party on
0: so, then they start asking me, oh, do you like Tina? I'm like, in my head, is Tina Turner. Who's Tina? I just say, oh, yeah, big fan. Not sure what they mean. Is this an Americanism? What's going on? They're like, all right, cool. T is on the way. And I'm like, T Tony? Who's T? Who's T you're talking about? Uh-uh. And then some dude shows up. And they're like, alright, cool man, you're into smoking meth. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you want about? And they're like, you said you like Tina. And I was like, what the hell Tina? And they're like, Christina, Crystal. And I was like, what? Crystal meth? And I was like, no, 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 I do not. And they're like, you said you did, man. That's why you're here. And I was like, I did not say I like meth. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all, at all, at all. Tried to make a joke out of it. I was like, simply the best. That's what I thought you meant, lads and ladies and hot women who are here and have lured me to this party. And then they were like, well, you got to go, buddy. And I was like, wait, why? Why? What? They're like, if you're not smoking meth, then you got to leave. I was like, wait, kick me out because I'm not going to do meth. They're like, yeah, man you're ruining the vibe alright fair enough fair enough for all parties concerned so I left away I went happy days kicked out for not doing meth gotta really consider my life choices that led me to that part led me to this point in my life Do you know what does make me reconsider life choices? If I'm at a party or at a bar or anywhere and I get stuck in a conversation with someone about their crockpot. If someone starts talking to me about their crockpot and how I got to buy a crockpot and how great it is. You just leave the food in there and it cooks away for hours and then you just have it and whoa, it's amazing. If ever, whenever that has happened to me i get down about why or how what decision have i made to end up talking to you about a crock pot please don't talk to me about crock pots i don't like the word crock reminds me of betty crocker i don't know who that is but it doesn't sound like a fun time sounds like something my gran would chat to her friends about how's the crock pot oh it's lovely pot never really a huge fun topic to talk about pots and pans i got a new pan the other day it's unreal for making eggs and steak you should really check out this pan oh yeah i'd love to check out the pan can you send me on the pan details please oh and i got a lovely pot too oh yeah that's lovely pot can you send me on the pot the pot details as well would they be with the uh, the pan details or is it just The pan details you're going to send me No I'll send you the details for the pot and the pan You might get a two for one At the pot and pan store Yeah not a fan of Crockpot talk Uh, Just remember to Did a good comedy show There recently got a comedy show tonight If you're out and about in Hollywood At the improv 10 10 o'clock 10pm Tuesday 16th of May I'm on at the Improv, doing some good shows there recently. But like two weeks ago, I think, did an unreal show. So there's meant to be a lot of people on the show. But then, just as we were about to start, the booker was like, "Oh man, Dave Chappelle's going to come and pop in." But uh, you should open now, and then he's going to go up. So I was like,
1: "All right, opening for Dave Chappelle." Technically, technically opener for Dave Chappelle.
0: So I did my skit. Then he went up, he did like two hours It was on rail, Just up there, dominating And then he was like he, he was like, oh I meant to be going out with a friend tonight Let me see where he is So he phones the friend on stage And the phone is at the microphone he, He's like, where are you? And your man's like, oh, "The Ritz-Carlton or whatever the hell it's called He's like, come over, just walk on stage At the improv, we're all going to be waiting So ten minutes later John Mayer walks in, he just walks on stage, they have a bit of banter and then he's like, sing a song, there's a piano on stage. So he starts singing this song that he sang at uh, Charlie Murphy's funeral. And then people are crying in the audience, because it's all sad. And everyone's just going, this is the greatest night of comedy ever. And I'm like... Yes, because it was me and Dave Chappelle and John Mayer Three titans of entertainment On stage in one night That was pretty cool But then there was at hot yoga one day And after I was just in the bathroom Sweat dripping out of me Dying for dear life And a guy in the shower, like next to me I wasn't in the shower, I was just by the sink He was like, hey, I like your comedy I was like, oh yeah, cheers. He's like, hey, want to join me? I was like, pardon? He was like, nothing. <laughs> so he's asking me to go join him in the showers at hot yoga. Always nice to meet a comedy fan. Uh, so I'd say that's about me running out of steam. I was going to try and think of more stuff. But now I have run out of energy Oh I was going to For some reason People keep robbing my books But then other books Some of my, One of my books just shut up my house I don't know who sh- I don't know why it's sent to me And I was like Oh remember that time and I'm just gibbering All right, I was going to read some of my book But I've run out of energy people so maybe next time I'll read some of Predom before I came to L.A., a cult classic. Go check out on Amazon, random, three books, randomer, and Predom, all classics. Classic, classic books. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram and Snapchat sometimes at Trickadoo, T-R-I-C-K-A-D-U-U.
1: And if you're in Hollywood tonight, come to the Improv. And I think that is the end of this podcast.
0: Alright. I want you all to look in the mirror and ask yourselves, am I happy? And then feel the sadness and tears wash over you. Happy, happy days. All right, facts. Till next time. Good 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 luck.